Hello. Hello. It was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, you're listening to Killer Crime and Sister Time. I am Sydney. I am Liberty. And we are back for another full-length episode this week. I know. This is so exciting. Sorry, I had to burp. That's why I muted myself. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what she's doing right now. I subject the listeners to my burps. I'm sure they appreciate that. Oh, I know they did. Yeah. I can feel the appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you up to? How are you? I'm good. I had a nice, relaxing-ish weekend. Um, I should have a really big anatomy test this week, so that kind of fucking sucks. That does fucking suck. Mm-hmm. And how these exams are structured is they point at, like, depressions or tiny things on muscles, and you just have to know what it is. That sounds horrifying. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a three-hour, like, practice lab tomorrow to go, like, study and practice for it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's nice, at least. Yeah, I just kind of want to die inside. But Valid. Uh, yeah. Other than that, after this exam, I will be A-okay. Oh, How are good. You? Um, I'm good. I had a nice weekend. It wasn't, like, really relaxing because I had a bunch to do. Um, like I got my hair done and I got my nails done, which obviously are like relaxing, but like running around to appointments and stuff. Um, and then Saturday we, um, so the law firm I work at is like a partner with United Way. Um, and so they had this big like kickoff event for, um, like their partners, which we are one of them, you know? And so we went to that. Um, which was fun. They had free food and free drinks. Ooh, free, that nice. Free alcohol, which was uh-huh. spicy. Um, and then, um, it was at a baseball game, so we watched a little bit of the game before it started raining. <laughs> Do baseball games get, like, pulled off if it's raining? Um, yeah, depending on how hard it rains. I honestly don't know what happened with the rest of the game. We stayed for, like, three innings, and then we were like, okay, we're gonna head out. Um, Because they still hadn't called it and it had been raining for like an inning and a half. Um, That sounds terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what happened there. And then today, um, I cleaned the house and did laundry. And we looked at a house because we're shopping for houses. And the house was god-awful. So, I was like, we will not be buying that. No. Very domestic of you. Thank you. Thank you. And then I called mom and I was like, am I being dramatic? Like, because I want to feel something when I walk into the house that I want. She was like, no, I felt something in every house we've bought. And I was like, okay, that makes me feel better. When mom and I walked into our house in Hawkinson, we looked at each other and we're like, yep. Like, we, like, felt something. Like, we were like, this is it. Yeah, that's what she said, too. So I was like, okay. We hadn't even seen any rooms yet. We literally (laughs) walked in and we're like, yep. It is so, a cute little living room area that you walk into. So. Exactly. So trust me, like, you are supposed to feel something. Okay, good. That makes me feel less dramatic. Um, But yeah, so that's how I've been. Good. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. 
Sorry, I just saw my friends be real, and unfortunately, she got dumped. So I'm gonna. Oof. I'm gonna text her after we're done and check in. Yeah, valid. That's a bummer. Yeah, per me too, girl. <laughs> You're like I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of going. I kind of feeling you. Yeah. Um, How's that going? It's fine. Oh, that sounds fine. <laughs> I just hate being. I just hate being single. This sucks. This is a new harsh world. It's very humbling. It's good for you. It's very humbling, and maybe I needed to be humbled. Maybe I thought I was. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's cute. You had to hear that one. I'm sorry. Maybe I thought I was too hot shit. So this is just a very humbling experience. I don't think that's it. I just think that it's good for people to be single sometimes. Especially if you've like always been in a relationship. Like I You have. don't know college liberty single. That's facts. I have been in a relationship since like eighth grade basically. I've only had like a two month break in there. So Exactly. Yeah. It's good for you. Find you. I know, and it's nice because I actually like can focus on school without having to worry about like other people's feelings and like hanging out with a person and like that kind of thing. Exactly, and that's what's most important. So it is because fuck that. Now I look at. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick when I say this. No offense to you and being in a key relationship, but now I like look at people in relationships and I'm like, <laughs> ew. Kind of cringy. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, ew, you're really just like giving it your all. Like, <laughs> you are the absolute worst. No, I'm just kind of like salty and I'm like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, you. Yeah, okay. Bitterness is not where you're supposed to go with it. <laughs> it's a part of the grieving process. Okay? <laughs> I didn't know bitter was one of the steps of the grieving process. It is. It's between anger and denial. Mm, anger, anger, denial. It's like carrot. <laughs> Little caveat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Oh, we didn't say our theme for this week. Oh, we didn't. You're right. Um. So this is uh, the theme this week is like bad exes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to stay on theme here. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that is that is our theme this week. Um, I certainly stick to it with my story. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, no, I this is pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty mine rough. is absolutely horrifying. So. Yeah, mine's pretty terrible. Yeah. Can I go first? Yeah, you can go first since they both are awful. It's not like either of our stories will be a reprieve from the other. That's facts. <laughs> That is facts. Okay. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Let me adjust that a little bit so I can read. Okay. I might sneeze. We got a lot of bodily functions going on right now. Yeah, you're really gassy. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, a fun fact that I just wanted to start off the day with was the CDC estimates that at least 8.5 million women in the U.S. have experienced physical violence, rape, or stalking from an intimate partner in their lifetime. And for most women, it begins before the age of 18 years old. So just to put into perspective how common interpartner violence, rape, stalking is for women in this country, um, 
I mean, what what's the statistic? Like one in three? I would like to argue it's like one in two, honestly. Like at this point in time, especially since social media is so prominent, like where's the line of stalking there? Right. I do believe it is technically one in three though. So. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like. No, like, absolutely. Realistically talking to people, it's, I think it's only one in three like reported. Oh yeah, and even. Yeah, I would say when I talk to a client or, like, a potential client, you know, I ask them, like, have you reported any of this? Is any of this documented? And most of the time they say no because they were scared of the repercussions that would come with it. Exactly. And unfortunately, this story shows the repercussions of lack of police protection and speaking up. Um I don't want to say, like, you should ever be afraid of that because this is also the police's fault for not doing their fucking job properly. But at the same time, like, this is what happens when we don't take women seriously. Um, Especially, like, women of color. That is a very prominent issue. And unfortunately, um, Tiana was a woman of color and nobody believed her until it was too late. That's also, unfortunately, my story as well awesome lovely (laughs) so this is the story of tiana notice um also the valentine's day murder so i know tiana was 25 years old when she was taken from us she was born february 4th 1984 and she had just like finished her degree in political science she was a child prodigy she's been smart and amazing her whole life and loved arguing, according to her mom and those around her suggested law school. Oh, I feel you, girl. <laughs> Literally, you also love arguing. Um, hence the lawyerness. <laughs> You're so, not wrong. So they, in at this point in time, at the age of 25, she had just gotten out of, like, um, a serious relationship with her college sweetheart, I believe it said. And... <laughs> Um, they had, she had just gotten out of a relationship with her college boyfriend and wasn't looking for anything serious, but was on a dating site. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I forgot to get the year of when this happened, but I'm pretty sure it was, what's 1984 plus 25? Um, I, I mean, okay, what is her name again? I'll look it up. Tiana. Tiana. Notice. T-I-A. And then, yeah, it's going to pop up. But. Yeah murder of tiana notice um we spoil it i i won't you already said that though you said when she was taken from us <laughs> um okay <clears throat> oh my gosh are you gonna make me scroll through the whole article i hate that 2009 okay that's what i thought so her um Tiana showed her mother um pictures of him from the dating site and her mother recalls instantly disliking him even in pictures a quote is she her mother said call it mother's intuition but i instantly didn't like him wow they went on a date and he presented himself very well and professionally saying he owned a home one article said that he claimed he was an executive at an insurance firm, but then another article said he claimed he was an executive finance firm. But either way, he claimed he was an executive in some professional environment. But turns out everything he had told her was a lie. Wow. And he wasn't lying about it all. 
Um, things were going good for a little bit. He ended up buying her a phone on his plan, which we know why, because if you're the plan owner, you can see calls and texts. Right. So I guarantee that's why he did it, especially in 2009, before all the security things. Yeah. Also bought her a new set of tires for her, for her car. Um, it's one, the love bombing for me. Literally. One article said that after six months it had been bad, and then another article said after a year it had been bad. Mm-hmm. So between six months and a year is when things started to really turn south for them. Um, six months into them being together, James Carter II was sentenced to five months in jail for domestic abuse of another girlfriend. Yikes. Which Tiana had no clue that he was even, like... This, that was even a thing. Like, she had no clue that that was even, like, oh, shit, he could go to jail. Like, it was completely thrown on her by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, Tiana learned about his long rap sheet of other violent crimes, which he never told her about until, obviously, he was sentenced. Um, yeah. And eventually, they get to the point where... A couple different sources weren't exactly sure who took out the first restraining order, but um, once she, like, ended things, he tried to get one on her and was like, oh, she punched me in the face, she kicked one of my taillights, but then Tiana was like, he's actually, like, threatening me, and obviously she was right. Um, he had right. no evidence of assault on him, but the judge was like, since you two are both asking for this, like, fuck it, you both get one, like, whatever, just right. take it. You can't like a mutual no contact. Yeah, just fucking take it. Right. So she takes out a restraining order on him. And then one again, one article said that he took out his in retaliation. But then one told me that he took his out first. So doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter then. But yeah. Right. Um, And then the grounds for it was that she assaulted him and kicked one of his taillights, which was not true. They had no evidence of that. But. They were like, whatever, you you two, it, and then it was a two-week, absolutely no contact at first. Just, to just like t- two weeks? That's what it said at first, but then it got, like, it keeps getting more after shit keeps happening. But mm. after this first restraining order, this is a quote from um, her mother, Kathy Lewis. He started stalking her, showing up wherever she was, whether out with her friends, she was grocery shopping, or at work. So he would be, like, driving through the parking lot. He'd be doing laps outside of her apartment, like, that kind of thing. Ew. Then, at this point, he starts sending her threatening emails from the email address of the woman that he went to prison for abusing. Or he went to jail for abusing that five-month sentence I mentioned earlier. Yeah. He's sending her emails from that email address, but Tiana knows it's him, so she goes to the cops and is like, yo, this is him. But here's a couple quotes from his emails. Trust me, baby girl, you are going to lose everything. As God is my witness, punishment is on the way, so be prepared. You will have bad luck, you hear me. Remember this email when karma bites you in the ass. And these were coming from this woman's email, but she was like, there's no way that this is this lady. Like, Right. He's probably just staying with her, honestly. So Tiana goes to Plainville Police Department and is like, hey, he's violating the restraining order. He's contacting me. And the cops tell her that there's nothing that they can do because the emails are non-threatening. How is that not threatening? Trust me, the police, like, denial of this whole situation is disgusting. He keeps harassing her over the phone and they still never do anything about it. 
Her mother reports her going to the police station 33 times in six weeks and then never taking action against him. Ever. What the hell? Carter, by James Carter II was his name also. So Carter, by this point, was already stalking her and following her in his car outside her apartment and work. So it's still happening. He's still physically stalking her. Um, her mom mentions an incident where Tiana was having a breakdown in the parking lot of the police department and said the officers accused her of having a fake restraining order because she went. So the restraining order was in the Plainville Police Department. She yeah. ended up going to a police department in like another like her hometown or something like that, which was nearby. Right. But they were like, we don't believe you. This is a fake restraining order. You need to have Plainville fax it to us. Honestly, and- cops are so dumb when it comes to anything civil. Yeah. <laughs> because a restraining order is technically something civil. And I swear to God, I've never met a dumber group of individuals when it comes to something civil. They'll be like, oh, no, like, I can't enforce that. And I'm like, dumbass. It says in the order that you can. Yeah, exactly. And also, just to keep in mind, as a side note, if you're a new listener, this is Sydney's whole career and forte. So yes. she's not just speaking out of her butt. This is <laughs> I'm not just being a dick. I'm talking about my personal experience with cops and my civil protection orders to protect my clients. Exactly. Who this are survivors of abuse. So. Everything she does. So do not worry. It is not personal. Just don't be that person. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little FYI out there. But they didn't believe her. And one of the sergeants told Tiana's mother, in quotes, nothing is going to happen to your daughter. Don't worry. Yeah. James got word that Tiana was talking to one of her ex-boyfriends, the one she had a long college relationship with, and that they were going to get back together. And they were talking about marriage. And he was infuriated, which took the torment up a notch. You guys broke up, you crazy asshole. Yeah. So next, her tires got slashed in the parking lot of her apartment. She called the police and was like, I know who it is, but couldn't prove it because there was no evidence. Um, So her dad was like, fuck it, we're getting a fucking security camera. And he mounts it in her doorway facing her car. And um, her dad mentions that they did four hours of role play practicing of what to do if he came and attacked her and where she would go and how she would get out. Oh, Um. Tiana returns home the next night to find a letter pinned to her front door reading, Tiana, forgive me. I never cheated on you. If I'm lying, may God take my life. Forgive me for everything else I have done. Okay. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. She doesn't want to date you. She didn't take the restraining order out on you because you cheated. She took it out on you because you have a rap sheet of violent history. Yeah. But unfortunately, the security camera ran out of tape. And so they could not him. But... The cops. Oh, this is what pissed me off the most. Um, instead, the the cops called him and said, "You need to come down to the station and do a handwriting sample." And if you vi- and instead of arresting him, they said, "If you violate the protection order again, you will be arrested." But they said, "If you violate it again," this enraged him. Um, and that's when. So at this point, the cops told Tiana, we will arrest him. He's getting arrested today when we get the handwriting sample. Like, do not worry. He's getting arrested. So her and her family were like, this is amazing. And then the police were like, maybe stay away from your house until we get him. They called him. They never arrested him like they promised. 
And so when she went back to her house to grab a bag of clothes, because she was going to stay at her mother's house. Yeah. He was. I don't like where this is going already. Yeah. He was lurking in the corners of her apartment complex. Why is this literally going to make me cry? This is so sad. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be dramatic. Maybe I'm on my period. Who knows? It is. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. She told her parents she wouldn't go anywhere near the house until he was arrested, but she needed clothes. So on Valentine's Day, she went back just to go pack a bag and hiding in the corners of her apartment. He waits till she gets there and stabs her 20 times, two times directly in the heart. She calls 911 saying, in quotes, I'm bleeding to death and my ex-boyfriend has stabbed me. They get her to the hospital. Unfortunately, by the time her parents even get there, um, they had already hand-massaged her heart, and there was nothing they could do for her. Ugh. And they passed before they got there. Um, the cops, the her parents already knew who it was, and so did the cops, because of her dying words, who had identified her killer, James Carter II. He got the max sentence for their state, which I don't remember what state it was in, but he's now serving 60 years without parole. Um, which was the most he could get. And her family also filed for a wrongful death suit with the police department and their negligent handling of the situation. And they were awarded $10 million. They also came up with like legislative plans and a foundation and suggested um, ID trackers on people that are like, like accused of domestic violence and like have restraining orders and like of interpartner violence. Like that's the basis of their restraining order. Yeah. For um, what you would call it, like tracking devices that are kept with them, kind of like yeah. a like they're kind of like ID bands or like the mm-hmm. ankles, you know. And um, cause what you would call it, cause Tiana's parents said if she had only knew known where he was, she wouldn't have been she wouldn't have been killed. Yeah. So they made like a whole foundation. They were really good advocates, but yeah. So it's just a very. I don't know why that hit me so hard, but that was really sad. That is really sad. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> like it just Honestly. Close that they, like, promised. They were like, we're going to arrest him today. And so she was like, okay. And then all they did was call him and tell him, if you violate it again, that's when we're going to arrest right. you. Like, that's they what... tipped him off. They did tip him off, and that's how, why she was murdered. It was all their fault. Understanding domestic violence and lethality is so important to victim survival. Yep. And police departments don't understand domestic violence and lethality, and it's causing people their lives. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, So my story is about Raji Sharif Black. And the murders he committed. Um, this is actually a recent crime. Oh. Um, like December of last year. So less than a year ago. Actually, uh, nine months ago today. Because we're recording this on September 11th. Oh, sure. And it occurred on December 11th. Okay. Um, so on December 11th, 2021, Raji Sharif Black went live on Facebook stating, I just did something crazy, man. I shot my ex-girlfriend in the head, yo. 
it felt like a dream. I never thought I would be that guy. <gasps> that um, guy? A murderer? What? Yeah, right? Like, what guy are you talking about? What is um, he went on to say that he was having a really hard time, um, but couldn't go to prison, which, buddy, if you didn't want to go to prison, you maybe shouldn't kill people. Um, so as a solution to his issues, um, he was going to go to the person who started his depression, quote unquote, which okay. was his recently ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, He stated that she was next, and he warned viewers not to play with men's emotions. Oh, my God. Basically saying that his victims pushed him to this point and that he wouldn't have killed them if they hadn't messed with his emotions. Exactly. Um, That's why I murdered people. Right. Because they made made me sad. You made me mad. Yeah. Um, so after he says, you know, like, I'm going to get her next, he says, here's my ex-wife now. And then the video cuts out. Why am I going to (laughs) cry? Okay. This is so bad. Why is this the worst? This is really hard. Um, so anyway, because Regé had, or Regé I don't really care. He is a murderer. But um, because he had, you know, killed his ex-girlfriend first and then went live on Facebook, um, the Baltimore Police Department, which is where Roger killed his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and um, found her. Her name was Tara LeBang. And um, so when they found Tara and then got tipped off by... Uh, Roger's friends like hey he's saying really scary stuff right now on Facebook Baltimore Police Department called um, the police department where Roger's ex-wife Wendy was living and tipped them off and was like hey you have to go get her because he's coming to kill her Um, they arrived moments after the video cut out but it was too late to save Wendy. Um, when police arrived, they walked in and saw just a disastrous scene. Wendy was shot to death. Roger had also taken his own, own life. And um, his two children with Wendy were left out in his vehicle outside of his ex-wife's apartment. So, um, like, not only did he kill their mother, but he, like, just left them out in the car. Right. Um, thankfully, the four- and five-year-old girls did not witness the homicide and were unharmed. Good. Um, so, to backtrack a little, I would like to talk, um, about the victims of this crime. So, I'll start with the first victim, Tara LeBang. She was a 40-year-old, 41-year-old nurse um, anesthetist at St. Agnes in Maryland. Um, as of December 2021, she had recently been in a relationship with uh, Regie. Some reports 
said that they were still dating, but most called her his former girlfriend. And I do believe that that is where they stood at the time. Okay. Um, given his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara was rumored to be pregnant at this time with Roger's child. And their breakup and potential for custody issues in the future had allegedly, like, really pissed him off because he had been in a custody battle with Wendy, his ex-wife, for their kids. Um, There's not a lot of information about Tara, but from what I could tell from, like, you know, posts by her parents and articles um, and by friends and family, um, she was incredibly smart, talented, and loved by those who knew her. As for Wendy, um, she was Roger's ex-wife and was also a nurse anesthetist. And so was Roger. He was uh, a narcissist? Mm-hmm. Um, she worked at a different hospital than Tara and Roger. Tara and Roger worked together, but Wendy worked at a different hospital. Mm-hmm. And the pair, Wendy and Roger, had two children together. And um, according to Roger, custody was an issue. But... Custody was an issue due to his actions. Wendy had filed multiple protection orders against her ex-husband because she feared for her safety. Obviously, that is rightfully so. And the failure of the um, judicial process is a huge contributing factor as to why he was able to get to this point. What's the common denominator between our stories? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a faulty <laughs> judicial system and men who need therapy. Literally. Um, so, as previously stated, Rajay claimed in his confession video that this was all about what he had been put through by these women. Um, and the, I mentioned that... Um, you know, Wendy and Roger had been through a divorce and a really long custody battle. Um, and when Tara found out that she was pregnant, she, quote unquote, threatened that she would put him through the same situation that he had been with, with in with Wendy um, with the new baby. Um, and also in the case with Wendy, there were over 3,600 documents filed in the court case. Um, and I have to tell you, as someone who regularly does divorces and a variety of court cases, that's insane. Like, that number of documents is outrageous. Um, (laughs) I think having 200 documents would be outrageous in a case. So that Mm -hmm. really tells me that, um, there was a lot going on there and, Based on what ended up happening, I'm assuming it had a lot to do with him. Yeah. A lot of, like, action stuff and, like... Yeah, exactly. Um, So, prior to the incident on December 11th, he had filed um, a document just four days prior to this incident. Mm -hmm. um, Claiming that Wendy wasn't complying with the custody arrangement. He also accused who accused her of keeping her address a secret which if she was filing protection orders obviously makes sense additionally 
if you guys have a custody arrangement where you don't need to pick the kids up at her house, why does it matter that you know her address? Literally, you just need to know where the parking lot is where you fucking meet up. Exactly. Um, and, you know, you know, none of this, even if she was keeping the child from him or she was keeping her address a secret against a court order. None of this is reason to take someone's life. No. Um, not only did he record his statement and threats to his ex-wife, but a neighbor's ring camera also picked up six gunshots that took Tara's life. So, um, basically (laughs) the end of both of the women's lives were caught on camera. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also just had some stats from the National Domestic Violence Hotline that I wanted to go through um, because I think that they're important. So on average, more than one in three women. So there you go. More than one in three women. And one in four men in the U.S. will experience rape, physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner. Mm-hmm. Um an average of 24 people per minute are victims of rape, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner in the United States. More than 12 million women and men over the course of a single year. Um, just under 15% of women and 4% of men in the U.S. have been injured as a result of their intimate partner violence, including rape, physical violence, and or stalking. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and if you are experiencing intimate partner violence, um, you can always call the domestic violence hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Um, and they also have a website. And... Um, it, it has the ability for you to safely exit. When you exit, I just did it, it returns you to Google. So um, your abuser would not know what you were doing. Well, that's actually really, really smart. Yes. And um, they can connect you to, you know, domestic violence shelters and any assistance you might need. I, I, see, a I see a cat. That's a nice... Uh, way to end the episode makes you feel better leo get out the cat opened the door so i had to go close the door valid (sighs) yeah that was a Uh, that was a tough one also uh just so i get those in there my sources were obviously the domestic violence hotline cbs news boston 25 news the baltimore sun the new york post an Oxygen article, and lawandcrime.com. I swear to fucking God, I've closed this door five times, and this cat will not. <laughs> How to get back up there so fast? Because he's an agile boy. <laughs> agile as fuck. And again, yeah, agile as fuck. I forgot to get my sources, but thank you anyway, guys. Oh, BuzzFeed News was one of them. Oh. Yes, it's one of them. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Leo, stop. <laughs> Fucking cat. You're really struggling. Yes. But yes, 
there's resources for these kinds of things. Just never feel like you have to keep it all in. You are not alone. Things get very dangerous very quickly. Yeah. You are, you are not alone. There are people who want to help you. And I know it's scary and it's dangerous. But you can do this. Exactly. You can. Um, do you have anything else to say? Mm-mm. Just don't forget to send in your stories to at killercrimesistertime at gmail.com. Um, or just to our Instagram at killercrimesistertime. And yeah, just send your stories there. We'll talk about anything. Shout outs. So yeah, just let us know. Yeah, or if you have any story recommendations, like if you um, want a certain theme for a week or something like that, feel free to do that as well. Um, Yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. that's all I have. We will see you next week, guys. We will see you next week. All right. Um, Bye. Bye. Bye.